everybody, and welcome to Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play 5th edition D&D podcast. Focusing on narrative, I guess, when these chuckle fucks will allow it. My name is Jameson Oxford, and I do my best, but these guys suck. All right, it, I'll give you, I will give you one for the campaign. I'm sure you're going to try to take another one next time, but I'll give you fucking one. And never again, you understand? My name you is Jameson Oxford. Me. Today, I am your sushi master. I'm your master chef, flipping sashimis into people's eyeballs. Sashimis, like, sashimis, like, like our like our good esteemed Mitch has told you, the dad on the on this podcast. We are real play Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition podcast. He he did it. He did great. Uh, to my left, it's uh the boy. It's uh Randall back again playing Dylan Bennett Fisher Shaw. It's confusing. It's Fisher nowadays, <laughs> but uh, I'm back again. Trying to do my fucking best. See how it goes. Uh, I'm the rogue fighter with a int boost now, thanks to last episode. So I got my spell casting back. Yeah, I did. You needed it. Yeah, I did. And uh, hopefully this episode goes well for me. Probably not. To my left. (laughs) Hey, gang. It's Ryan. I play Roy, uh, rogue warlock, halfling. I stab sometimes. Um, right now we're just talking and we're flying, so things should hopefully be pretty chill in this episode, but, you know, I play with some chuckle fucks, so we'll see what happens. And I play with fuckle chucks. Hey everybody, Gross. it's me, I'm Mitch, I'm the dad on the podcast, who played the podcast dad, uh, highway trucking. You did it right. You I did. know. You gotta do it right, He's on such a roll, I, I, I cannot wait for you to continue this. He won't. <laughs> he won't. You're, you're right. He's just giving me a false sense of security. And to my left. And to his left, or to his, I don't know, upside down, is Jeff, here to reprise his role as the Bardbarian, wait, no, that's not right, <laughs> here to reprise his role as, of course, the gentleman, the skeleton, Mr. Grimm. And as always, I'm excited just to see what happens. But before we get into all of that, it's time for some tavern keeping, because we got to clean up this mess, boys and girls. Somebody hold Randall down. No! So, that's right, Jeff, you're what, are we, today. what ah! do we got to do here? Let's see. I got Jeff's so notes bold. now. He's got Randall. So, no. thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to our podcast. We are on episode 117. It's been a damn long time. And we just want to oh, say from the time? bottom of our hearts and from the top of our loins, thank you for listening. Now, there's a lot of ways that you can keep up on us and you can follow up with us. So, uh, Ryan, what are they going to look for if they want to find us on the Twitter? At Torchlit Tavern. And where are they going to find us, Ryan, if they want to be nasty? You... What he's he's looking for is, you know, if you're going to use the hashtag... TTCast if you're nasty. That's right, TittyCast if you're nasty. You can also find us on Facebook. Ryan, where do they find us on Facebook? Facebook.com slash Torchlit Tavern, Mitch. Where do they find us if they're just going to hop on the Googles and use the World Wide Web? TorchlitTavern.com. And where are they going to find us if they want to chip in a little bit more, get some extra content out of their listening, give a little, get a little kind of situation? Where are they going to go for that, Ryan? That's Patreon.com slash Torchlit Tavern. Jeff, is there anything I missed you need to clean up, my friend? Oh, you know, you just missed a little spot right here. Tell them what the regular hashtag is, just in case they, they're they not nasty. Hashtag Torchlit Tavern. After that, I think this is pretty well cleaned up. Again, just to finish it off, just to put the little finishing touches, we love you. We love your support. Like, share, subscribe, follow. 
do all of that, especially share. We love it when you share us with your friends because that means they too are now subjected to it. Oh, share the disease. Anyways, we love you. You're beautiful. Keep on, keep it on. Let's crack into this. Was the rock bottom necessary? No. Yes, Randall. Necessary? It's a special occasion. Necessary? It was absolutely necessary. Is it necessary for me to drink my own piss? No. Absolutely but it's sterile, necessary. And I like the taste. God, I, I missed Dodgeball. <laughs> okay, uh, last time on Torchlit Tavern. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Avil used her final wish to get back the wicker ship so that you guys could have a comfortable and speedy journey back to Griffinport in order to rest, recover, and discuss what comes next, which you guys did. It was broken up a little bit by Bruce, who seemed in a fairly jolly mood and wanted to take this chance to fish from a flying ship, as one would, uh, catching the largest catfish that anyone has ever seen and everyone enjoying a very nice fish fry dinner. Evan and Grim, being a little more proper, caught salmon and made sushi. Sashimis. Sashimis. Plural. And Sushimis. Then uh, it was broken up by again by Daedalus, who, once everyone had had a bit of a good time, did sober everyone up to talk about what had gone down, because he was uncomfortable with the way they had left the army and the speed at which they had essentially ditched uh, what was going on behind them. But he sees how important it is, and after a long talk and several ideas bounced back and forth, hopefully you guys have some clue as to how you might behave when you get to Griffinport. He's going to probably talk to you more about it the next day, because you did get the impression that Daedalus wasn't satisfied, but he, he, he knows that you guys have a few days to talk. All right, so I know that people sleep weird. You slept through the night. Uh, the next morning... That was a weird you, statement. I Because I was going to cut you if you tried to say anything to interrupt me. Yeah, I didn't try to interrupt you. I didn't <laughs> sleep the whole four hours, but, you know, I just like, you know, um, the whole eight. But you know, I know, I I know you didn't. I just kicked about for another four if, hours after that. If anything would have interrupted, if you would have noticed and woken up, then you didn't do anything. And we'll get to that in a second. Yep. I, I just let you be. So the next morning, the sun rises uh, and you guys are all kind of meeting in the, the below deck and um, eventually you all make it topside. And uh, outside... The sun is just rising, and the party finds a large hook sunk into the rail of the ship and tied off with fishing line. When they pull it up, Bruce's collapsing pole has been tied to his boots, and inside his boots has been rather forcefully tucked Bruce's belongings. Tied off in the top of one boot is a thick roll of multiple leaves of parchment, which appear to be letters. One question, who reeled in the line? Probably Dylan. Yeah, so Dylan's gonna look at that and go, guys? I mean, he said the party found. You're, you're all there, you... but I'm asking who who reels it in. Yeah, probably me then. Okay. Yeah, uh, Dylan, you, like you pull it out. Sandra and is there, uh, and she, as you pull it up, may, may I? And she takes the sheath of letters from the boot, and she hands them out to everyone. Uh, are they like? Are they separately addressed or? Yeah, there's one to Roy, one to Dylan, one to Grim. Uh, and a few others uh, that she kind of holds on to, but she does uh, have one that she says, Bruce uh, woke me and Daedalus. Uh, he said that he wanted me to read this to you all. Hold on. So Bruce left the ship. In the middle of the night, yes. In the middle of the night, woke the two of you. 
or did he jump off? Did he commit suicide off the side of the ship? I swear to God, it. We're flying no, there's, there's, there's a, quickly. There's a, there's a rope. It's tied off. It can reel in a three thousand pound catfish. I swear, if he walked off to go to the fucking mountain, I will personally go there and drag his ass to this back to this fuck fucking boat. Fuck, fuck. I know how to drive Please. it now. I will drive this shit straight into the mountain. You do understand how incredibly fast we're driving. You, we're, sorry, not driving. You do understand how incredibly fast we're flying. That is like if you were full sprint on a horse and decided to just slowly slide off. You don't hit the ground running, as it were. I've started reading my letter at this point. <laughs> same, same, fuck. So she says, uh, so, so here's the deal. I'm going to start with... Your letters, uh, Sandra does say, I, I think you should read yours, uh, but as you read them, I have sound bites here. Fuck yeah. So Roy first. I was gonna, I was gonna say, I want you, fucking, I want him to read this shit. motherfucker. <laughs> Roy, you had a lot of growing to do when I first met you, but I think you done well, and think you're shaping yourself up to be a fine man, or at least half of one. Sorry Fuck. I couldn't be around with you longer, but just do your best and know that the middle path often doesn't take you anywhere. Think about it like the ocean, Roy. You can be in the boat, or you can be on the land, and either one can kill you. But if you choose to set in the water between, you're gonna get yourself dead for sure when you run out of energy. You can only swim so long before you drown. You'll have to take your rest somewhere. I know how much you love your books, so I left you something nice in yours. When you get back to town, you be sure to give Kendra a hug for me, and take care of Kelrath. If you wanna feel like I'm round again, why don't you go on ahead and just try taking a few steps in my shoes? I think you'll find the fit nice. Bruce. And, uh, when you look in the boot, you see that, one, it's the boots, and, uh, they are tremendously large in comparison to you. But there's also your storybook, which seems to have some sheets of paper tucked into it. Uh, there's his boot knife, and, uh, yeah, so there's more for you to look at in a little while. I need to know if the camera thing was now a ploy. <laughs> Yes, absolutely a ploy. He's gone. Uh, yes, I'm aware. Next? The camera thing was a ploy. He has left. And to make it even worse, that's why you sound checked in the beginning. It all comes together now. Oh, fuck yeah. me. You yeah. fucking bastards. Okay, Dylan wants to read his letter, please. All right. <laughs> Dylan, I know I ain't always the best at communicating with you. And I feel like, I feel like if I had been better at it, you could have grown even more. But regardless of that, you're shaping up to be a good and fine man. Always remember that you ain't done growing till you're dead. And always remember that it's who you touch that matters most. If a tree is 100 feet tall, and it's awesome to look at, but it ain't giving anybody nothing if it ain't giving shade. And the only way it's helping anybody is if you cut it down for wood. Best of luck with your kid, take care of your family, and don't forget to let your family take care of you too. Yeah, that tree thing sounded better before I wrote it down, but, well, you can't take back ink on the paper. But maybe that's a better one. Life is a book you write, and uh, once the ink is on the paper, you can't take it back. But if you keep writing the story, you'll see that even a small mistake is just part of a big story. And the bigger the story is, the smaller those mistakes look like. And at the end of the story, if you write a good enough one, you can look back on any of your mistakes and you'll realize that they weren't that big of a deal. Good luck, Dylan. Good luck, Bruce. In the boots, you find a neatly bound leather journal of about 100 pages, each cover scripted with the words, What I've Done. A note has been placed in the book. 
Uh, and like Roy, you can look into that in a second. I'll pass. Grim? Um, I just want to quickly, yeah, I'm the last one left. Uh, I just want to quickly make a note about how, is it just me or does Bruce sound like he has a bit more twang than he normally does in these recordings? (laughs) A bit more. Listen here. Maybe. Uh, Cielo mentioned it too because she overheard. Here we go. You see? (laughs) All right. Well, I don't know what to say to you. You're a fae and you're a portent of nothing but doom, which I told you. See, you said you wasn't. But here you are reading this, and here I am, probably dead. So there, I told you so. Made you this bow out of that troll we knocked off a while back near that Feywild gate. I thought, uh, I won't be here to keep you out of the shit, but maybe if I give you this, you can keep yourself out of the shit for once. I know, it's a wild change of pace, but I think you might find it keeps you safer. On another note, I wanted to bring up the mantle. As I recall... You told me it is not, and I quote, just a piece of fabric, quote, and that it is not a mantle that you wear around your neck, you daft slug, or something like that. But my joke is on you fine, sir. It is, in fact, a fabric that you wear around your neck. I told you so. I was correct. You doubted me, but at the end of the day, I knew what was what, and you didn't. So, ha, take that, Grim. You know it all, son of a bitch. Telling me how the things are going to play when the things I know play and how they're going to play. God damn, I told you what was up, Bruce. I instantly burn the paper. And if possible, I eradicate the ashes and I go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> He's not around <laughs> for you to argue with. I'm, I'm almost, <laughs> I have half a mind that he is fucking sitting there because the shit is new. <laughs> he might be. <laughs> Grim, when you check the boot, you do find kind of taped along with the pole to the side of the boots is a, a brand new longbow, which I believe you can use as a ranger. And um, whatever magic it has, you don't know if it's just some fairy shit because it was carved from something from Fay, or maybe it was just the care that he seemed to have sneakily done it behind everyone's back, but you can tell instantly when you hold it that there's some magic there. There is a, I believe, a trollbone bow that you can add to your equipment. All right. Uh, I guess he he picks up the bow and goes, "Son of, oh god, I'm gonna, he gave I hope such he's a dead. Nice gift. I'm going to kill him if he's not dead." I just walk off. Uh, with I've the already added bow. it for you. The trollbone bow is a plus two longbow, carved carefully by someone who cares very much about his craft and the person he gives this to. It seems to have been carved and strung from the thigh bone and sinew of a massive acidic troll. The magics that kept the beast alive seem to have kept poison flowing from the marrow. You have plus two bonus to attack and damage with it, and it applies poison automatically to any arrow fired from it. Did he give me arrows? No, any arrow fired from it automatically. No, as in he doesn't have arrows to shoot. Don't own arrows. This is the greatest troll I've ever seen. He gave me a troll troll bow. bow. That was accidental. (laughs) I mean, we we should have at least a handful of those fucking teleporting arrows still. Right. I don't know if we do actually. No one ever bothered to loot them for a long time. Oh, All right, Mullion, cool. step. He's as uh, you do that. Mullion's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna read mine if you don't mind. Mullion, I know you spend a lot of your time up to no good, so I figured I'd leave you something you can appreciate, something that can really help you and round out your situational opportunity, awareness, and availability. Thought I'd leave you my uh, my lock pick. Hope it does you good, Bruce. He walks up and he looks through the stuff. He's like, I don't see a lockpick. And then he notices with the troll bone bow and the fishing pole, there is a sledgehammer. And he picks it up 
and he looks away from everybody, and he, the last bet I made was I bet him and I would outlive him. Huh. It's the only one that I've won. Malian, are you crying? No. And he storms off. <laughs> All right. So Sandra and Daedalus said, or Sandra is like, he said goodbye to me and Daedalus, and he, uh, he uh, left last night, and he wanted to tell everyone, thank you for being at his quake. And then she reads the last letter. In accordance with the laws of the church and moors and departing spirits, I here leave written my last will and testament as secure or Bruce the Goliath of Griffinport. I leave my worldly possessions of my home and estate in the care of Eramindor and Billoke that they may continue to oversee this property as their own home and as a rightful place of rest for the departed. In accordance of the laws and statutes of the Church of Moors, I, as a soon-to-be-departed spirit, leave this as my last will and testament. I leave my worldly home and property in full to Eramindor and Billuk, signed as Bruce Secure, the Goliath of Griffinport. To all my family, we had a good run, and my life was much better for having you in it. Y'all came along round about the time I thought I was done doing all I had to do. Thought I was done doing all the good I could do. But then you showed me I wasn't done yet. And I thank you for that. One of the things I learned in my life is that you ain't always gonna be good enough. And you ain't always gonna see things through. So what you gotta do is just do everything you can. And at the end of the day, even if you had to leave things undone, even if you had unfinished business, had to leave people behind, and couldn't do what you promised even, if you did absolutely everything that you could, you did enough, and ain't nobody can ask you for more. Unless a cleric brings you back. I, I guess technically they could then, but that's that's rude, and it has to work, and I hear that that's sketchy. And, and any, anyway, uh, you know, you rely on each other. And I hope you continue to see yourself as family like I did. Uh, I feel like I should have some sort of, you know, uh, me metaphor here. So I guess, uh, don't, don't be like the sun. Because when you look up at night, you see all the stars and the moon. But when you look up in the daytime, you only see the sun. It makes you go a little bit blind because that asshole's too bright and he covers up everybody else. It doesn't mean they're not there. It's just he's hogging the whole damn spotlight. So, you know, don't be like that. Be like the moon. The moon's just up there hanging out with everybody, and they're all shining light on you together. And sometimes the moon takes a day off and really lets you appreciate the stars, and you know, uh, work together and all that. And uh, yeah, work together. That's an important note. Love your family. Choose your family. Take care of those you choose to love, and let them take care of you. When it comes to doing things, I know we're all a bit shit for planning, but I think it's important to say that know what you're good at. Know what your allies are good at. And if your allies are good at it, maybe you shouldn't be doing it. And if you're good at it, maybe they shouldn't be doing at it. Just do what you can. Work together. Take it as far as you can and do your best to do right. When you make a plan, stick to it. God damn it. God damn you. Y'all are bad at sticking to plans. I don't even know what to... Anyway. Um, 
getting a bit carried away. I'm glad I got to spend as much time as I did with you. And I'm sorry that I couldn't see this through to the end. But know that I saw this as far as I could. And know that I love you. Bruce. Dylan's going to sit on the edge of the side of the boat and just watch the landscapes for a while. He, uh, he said that he wanted to go further, but when we ended up so far south, if he had gone all the way back to Griffinport, he wouldn't have been able to walk to the mountain. Who is this? He wanted to do it himself. Who is this talking? Uh, Sarah, Sandra. Retake that because it sounded too it much sounded like very a veal. veal. Yeah. Okay. It sounded a little. Well. That is because I am a little emotional. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So so much. I'm aware. <laughs> I, I could see it. It's good on you, buddy. He uh he told us that he wanted to leave tonight because being so far south, if he went all the way to Griffinport, he wouldn't have had the strength to walk to the mountain. So he had to leave now while he was still close. And he said it was important that he did it on his own. Yeah. Stubborn. And he knew you'd try to stop him. Yeah. Yeah, as you look over at Roy, his eyes are bright fucking blue and there's just frost falling fucking from his body. Because he fully intended to take chase right now. (laughs) Hey... Hey, Roy, why don't you sit with me for a little bit? What's the front of the ship called again? The prow. The prow. The prow. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck you, Mitch. Uh, Grim is at the prow of the ship. And he's looking out and he's fucking cursing at this fucking bow that he just jams deep into his fucking hat. He puts his hat back on. And, like, everybody else is having their emotional moment, and he's at the prow, like, the very edge of it, like, just staring out into the fucking world. And then you just see his, the markings on the back of his skull, because that's about all you can see, light up super bright. He reaches back, and in his hand, a small ball of energy turns into a large ball of energy, and he just fucks one out into the fucking sky, and a storm forms in the sky. Way off in the distance. But it's a big, raging storm. Sounds like it's raining. I need to go and steer the boat and I leave. And he stays there, cane in hand, staring off into the storm that you're heading towards. Fucker. Evan... Evan steps up to you and he just says really made a mark on you didn't he sir Mm, I hate that old fucking grove yeah me too so do we need a moment no we should get we should should actually capture this (laughs) we actually should I'm gonna be so pissed off if he's still sitting there Oh, he, he is. is 100% sitting there. Um. 
his camera's off because he's crying too. That fucking son of a bitch. You're getting all <laughs> emotional. I know you are. Dylan's sitting on the edge of the boat, just his feet hanging off the side, and uh, hearing the storm, he just goes, all this fucking rain, and he's he's definitely crying a lot. So much fucking rain. I swear to God, if you quote Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it now. <laughs> fucking, fucking. You're gonna awful. You're gonna say awful it, and my rain. character's name is Roy. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the uh, the book that you have, Dylan. I feel like this is a good time. Uh, the note that's tucked into this 100 pages uh, loose leaf paper. There's a note, and all it says is, "Everything we do is bigger than how we see it, but we got to see as much as we can." A book is read in whole, not in part, because each part tells a different story than the whole book. And on page one, it says, The chest says you lie to your friends, you stabbed us in the back, and you undermined the plan. People got hurt, feelings got hurt, and no one knew what was wrong with you. Page two, the compass. You betrayed us again. Why do we even try so hard to plan with you if you will just throw us all to the wind? You let us down, we nearly died, and all for what? To hear, it'll all be okay, I promise. Page three, on the front, doing what is right. You always do what you think is right. You save kids. You help the downtrodden. You give people second chances. Because of your actions, so many people have been able to try again, to do better, to make the world a better place. You even exposed your father Willen, exposed the evil of what he and Krieg had done so they may be tried and served justice for their actions. So once you get to the end of page three, you notice that there's stuff on the back. The back of page three, doing what is right. You always do what you think is right. You save kids, you help the downtrodden, you give people second chances. Because of your actions, so many people have been able to fail again, to do ill, to make the world a worse place. You sent the army into disarray, led them into a trap, and all for what? Evidenced, quote-unquote, that a court of his peers will simply ignore or even commend him on. But then page two continues. On the back of the compass, it says the long game. Your actions saved so many lives. You helped the army of untrained men. You saved them from sentencing, and you kept them safe. Without playing in your father's court, you couldn't have assumed that power, and without that power, things would have gone so much worse for so many men and their families. And on the back of page one is the bomb. Remember all those lives you saved. Despite who you hurt, you saved so many more. Maybe there was a way to do it better. Maybe you could have avoided it entirely, but you did what you had to, and the day was better for it. Dylan uh, neatly tucks the note back away and puts it in his pocket. And he just kind of smiles, even though he's still crying. Roy, below deck, uh, the ship doesn't need any steering. I know that. In it, you see, it, you you, op- you open it up, and it's your storybook, but in the last few pages, you find uh, some very crudely uh, drawn, what appear to be, action scrolls pages. And it tells a little short story of a halfling who had no family, and went on some adventures met some people and started to realize that he had one after all. There are uh, not tears but little uh, uh, drops of ice hitting the page. Sandra kind of lets Dylan know there are several more letters. Um, uh, sounds like it looks I got like he left one. For Bop and Sabobos and Dottie and 
John. And Grenlin. Hey everyone. So at this point in the recording, we all broke character and Mitch came back. Well, he was muted and his camera was turned off so he was there the whole time like a fucking monster. But we reminisced a bit and we talked and then we officially series clapped out Mr. Mitchell Travis. After regaining our composure, we hopped right back in. If you'd like to hear that conversation, check out the Torchlight Tavern Patreon. For that, and also a special version of this episode in which Mitch decides to continue talking even though he's muted. So the recording picked him up, but we could not hear him. So listen to him react while we are all sniffing and crying our eyes out. Enjoy. You guys, uh, after you compose yourselves, what composure? You guys are kind of meeting back on deck. Grim's just. You like, guys still have another couple days. Grim's like hurling fireballs off the fucking stupid name of the stupid front of the stupid ship. Evans, like, sir, we we could we could like, it, it's okay. We could make arrows. No, uh, Evan, just let him. If I find him in the afterlife or in any other life. I will kill him again. There's no afterlife for you, Grim. I didn't say I'd die. I said <laughs> I'd look for him. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan smiles and walks away. He's kind of like Grimby. Roy's still below deck. Uh, I would like to talk to Avil. Roy, Roy, are you okay? I'm not great. I'm not great. Why, Roy? Would you like to talk about it? The closest thing I've ever had to a dad just kind of, I guess, is going off to die. Yes. Or I guess this, the, the, I don't even know. It, it, the way I understand it, it happens to all mortals, Roy. I, I feel that of all the people that you could have this conversation with, I am the most ill-equipped to have it with you. But at the same time, I can tell you that I'm very familiar with death. And it happens to everyone. Yeah, it does. I, I appreciate you asking. Um, now I have a question. What's that? Grim has made it very clear that uh, he doesn't really want the mantle. And everyone we have spoken to about the mantle has seemed to be a bad fit for it. What happens if I take it? You would become the bearer of the spring mantle. You would represent spring in all its myriad forms. You would gain immense power, and you would rule over an entire quarter of the Phaedrum. And what happens to you? I... Feed on your life, Orsoroi. I do not believe that I could inhabit the same space if the mantle was a part of who you were. Because who you were would change. All your pacts could essentially be broken. Which includes the one with me. 
And I did not want to tell you this. And that pact is keeping you alive, correct? Yes, all right. But to be fair, I'm not really alive. I haven't been since I crashed. Since you arrived. Truth be told, it seems that this is just postponing the inevitable. And, Bruce, going away, I didn't want to tell you any of this, because I thought it would be better that if it came down to it, and you had to take the mantle, it would be better that you didn't know. Because lives could be at stake, and I didn't want you to second-guess the choice. But now that Bruce is gone, I owe you the truth. If you take the mantle, I will die. But I didn't tell you because I wanted you to be able to do so. The only goal that I have had this entire time has been to get the mantle back to spring and to heal the Feywild and to save our two realms. If you did that, then my goal would be completed. And also, the second goal that I have taken upon myself since our meeting would be to protect you and you would be the safest person in Fey. I have a lot to think about. It's why I tried to make it not be so quick to get to Griffinport. There's a lot for everyone to think about. Thank you for telling me. I've said that to you maybe once before. You're welcome. It's our language. It means a pulse of my heart. I'm glad you're here with me. I'm glad that I'm here with you too, Roy. It was always you. Are you doing okay now? I've got to tell you, I'm not doing a whole lot better, but... <laughs> um, I will be. I have to be. That's a boy. Let's go. Dylan, uh, top side, Daedalus is... Sad, and he's sort of <laughs> cursing, kind of like Evan, and he's just like this. <sighs> We're down another man and a good one. Dylan, how are you doing? Dylan, tears tried by now, just kind of stands up, puts a hand on his shoulder. It's gonna be okay. And how do you know that? Cause old fucker taught me to learn to hope a little bit and to believe in myself, and. We're going to be okay. All right. Your strength gives me strength. How serious are you about arresting the deuce? Very. Okay. I'm a little disappointed Bruce and Brandon don't get to fight anymore, though. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I understood they had a little bit of a beef. Maybe you can do it for them. They had, they had a whole cow. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we're going to do that, I don't know if I can help you, but I will try. I have other plans. Grim may have already oh, told know. you. No, no, I overheard. You're, you really gotta be quiet. <sighs> just the worst. Look, man, I'm just not good at deception. How did you do it? I always told half the truth. Oh, that's... Like, 
hard. Okay. <laughs> That's why I try not to do it anymore. Yeah. It's not fun. Okay. I, y- you shouldn't I, lie anymore. I straight up was... It, it seemed to work that one time for you, so Dados. I was trying to use that... I was D- going to spin... Dados. Yeah. Dados. It, it didn't work for me. It okay. didn't. Look at where we are. Dados. Yeah. You're a good. You're a good man, and that is both your greatest strength and your greatest weakness. Ouch. And thanks. I mean, I, I, I mean that as a compliment. There's not many like you. Hmm. Well, thanks. Okay. So, something tells me that when we go against Newman, we're going against the Deuce as well. It's his church. I highly doubt that anything's going on with the church that the Deuce doesn't know. So I feel like yours and my duties are tied. Yep. <sighs> What's going on with your daughter? Well. I'm gonna be honest with you, Dylan. Seriously, I told Sabobo. <laughs> yeah, actually, I told Sabobo all this. Sabobo saw all this, but he left before. Well, he could tell you. Um, so, prior to me meeting you, I died along with my son. I try and leave that part out. That axe uh, had my blood on it too. And uh, oh wait, and Dylan lifts up his like cloth shirt, shows a couple gnarly looking scars. Uh-huh. See on his back, yeah. Uh, well. There was this book in the library back in the day that when I was at school that I kind of remembered. So I put a mark on my arm and, well, I came back You at a cost. You made a deal with Azazel, I'm guessing? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, yep. Bit... Didn't know that one at the time. It was just, just... go for it. He, he took all my memories except for a few vague ones to keep me angry and vengeance-fueled. Hmm. And eventually I encountering Sandra and Bruce and learning... Uh, even without my memories, I, uh, realized it wasn't the right thing to do. So, uh, I spit in his eye, gave him the finger, and, uh, well, he's been a bit cross about that one for a while. Oh, I... So, uh, he went where it hurt. Hmm. I don't want to rain on your parade, but I've met a lot of warlocks of Azazel, and I think it's pretty important that you understand one thing about all of them. He makes all of them think it's personal, that it's important, and... Every time things go poorly for them, he, he abandons them. Oh, no, I don't mean, I don't mean like, I was the most important warlock, I was, no, I mean like, he, he went for Julie because Julie was vulnerable, and he saw an opening, and then he saw how much power she could possibly tap into, and that, and as a bonus, he could give me the finger. He, he, he that, actually that was the most important. doesn't go for vengeance. If he went for Julie, it was because she, personally, the same way that you, personally, had some in that he, that maybe you weren't aware of. With you, you were tied with your father. So what is it about Julie that will put her in the path that he wants her to be in? It has nothing to do with you. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I have no fucking clue. Are you aware that um, in order to keep Julie safe... Granlin made a deal with my church before I left to move Akara to their cells. Yeah. Oh, he's going to use her to destroy the church of Newman. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, fig- okay. I guess we're we figured it out. Uh, it's not the not the first time he's tried this number. You should have seen the bomb. Uh. All right. Cool. So we're gonna have to stop that. <laughs> we'll talk more about that later in confession. We might not have another chance for confession, Dylan. Yeah, well, I'm probably going to hell, so... Dylan, would you... It sucks. Would you like to do a confession? I mean, I did that with Sabobos. 
So Bobus told me that what you talked about anymore? battle plans. Oh, I thought I told him everything. I planned on it, oh, at least. Oh, well, he wouldn't have told me. It's confession. Yeah. I mean, he was drawing circles around me the whole time while I was doing it with magic chalk. Well, um, he, he... Which was very concerning, <laughs> by the way. Oh, no, that was Zone of Truth. He was making sure you couldn't lie to him. Uh... Oh, yeah. Yeah, by the way, I miss that guy. I I'm sure him. he's fine. I'm going to pray, Dylan. Um, if you want to join me, you can. Uh, I don't know if anyone really listens to me. I mean, they seldom let you know at the time you pray, but there are moments when the gods surprise us. And also, when I say I'm going to hell, I think like my soul is like ripped and ripped and going down there. Not, the guy not until you die. And he winks at you. Wait, are you telling me Newman? Newman would get in a fist fight with Azazel. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, hold on. Daedalus <laughs> takes a step back. Did you just ask me that question? They're mortal enemies. He'll get in a fist fight with him without you. If you just give him another reason, he'll just throw another punch. I'm totally down with being petty. I don't really like Newman, the church currently, the practices that are being Neither done. Neither am I. But I'm totally down with this. <laughs> well, you don't have to pray to Newman. Pray to who you like, but I'm going to pray. Vespera! I, I figured. You're the colors of the uh, of my armor were interesting last time I saw you. <laughs> Go salmon. <laughs> uh, so you guys, he, he he just kneels, pulls out his sword, and prays. Uh, if you join him, you may. If not, it's your call. Dylan still has his vesper and rosary, so he just kind of meditates with it and just relaxes. Uh, oh my god, the matron coming down and slapping the shit out of his easel is everything I need. <laughs> so you guys... Stupid front of the boat called. God damn it. The, the prowl. prowl. I cannot remember that. Write it down. Oh shit, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna. At this point, it's a fucking goof. <laughs> so, uh, Grim's there on the prowl. And he fucking, all of a sudden, he turns around with a bolt and storms off and finds Evan. And as he's, like, going to find Evan. Evan is literally right behind you. Okay. <laughs> he turns around with a bolt. Wipe my ass. And, like, takes off his hat and reaches in it and pulls out the mantle and then puts it, like, up to Evan's chest. And he goes, do you want this? You're the only one I know I can trust. Do Whoa. you want it? What court are we, my lord Grim? We are Autumns. But. Then no. Because our mortal enemy is Spring, and if I take that, we will never be friends again. I mean, you already made a deal with Winter. We've been summer. allied with winter before. Spring is our opposite, Grim. I'm aware. And I jam the jam that uh, mantle back in I my head. I would only. Put it in my I will only willingly take up the mantle if you ordered me to. I wouldn't ever order you to. If it has to be taken up, I'll take it. But our options are running low. And I'd never thought of you as a possibility before. Me either. <laughs> I wanted to give you the opportunity. 
give you the choice. I understand the stakes, Grim. And I know what must be done if it must be done, but no, I don't want to take it any more than you do. Fair enough. I did say I came back up to the deck. Can I be privy to this conversation? Yeah, you can come up right about now. Okay. You, or you can hear whatever you need to. I just, yeah, I just want to be in the background just chanting, Evan, Evan, Evan. That's your couple <laughs> name, by the way. Evan. <laughs> Lord. What is it? So it's just me? Ev- Evan? Evan? Evan. Is, is he saying Evan? Evgrim? Grevin? Grevin. I think it was that. I can't remember. <laughs> It's been it's been discussed bad. outside of the podcast with m- plenty of people. Mm. I think it would be Griven if anything. We'll lock one down eventually. Griven. Mm. Anyway, continue. <laughs> the fact that this is taking so much right, time. Right. Um, anyway, so I, I think that we should force him to take it. You not said right. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't even know how bad it would be if he took it. All right. I put my hand on his shoulder as Evan puts his hand on the other shoulder. And the eyes shine, and I go, Do you want to find out what being a god is like? And also you, dying? What's happening? <laughs> and being reborn? Is this... Are you guys... Is this happening to me currently? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Evan yes. and Grim are just teaming up on I was you. just, like, walking by. Why are you... What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Talk um, shit, get hit, little boy. <laughs> <laughs> I um, hear from a letter you're grown now. You didn't hear that. <laughs> I didn't read it out loud. Is Dylan and Daedalus wow, just, you hear words? Is Dylan and Daedalus <laughs> just you hear, watching you hear, this? You hear the written word? <laughs> uh, that message spell really lets you in, doesn't it? <laughs> Way into your head. Is this canon? Is this happening right now? I can't uh, tell. I think the tech thoughts is what you need, bud. Yeah, Evan and Grim are giving you the Gladrael treatment right now. <laughs> oh, God. If I have to take it, I will. Well, shit. If we have to take it, we will, I guess. Mm, that makes three of us then, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure we will run into more Fey as we get closer to the rift. They probably are pouring out of it at this point. Maybe we could just give it to a pixie or something. Let's be real, do you trust any of them? No. They're spring. You've made it very clear that everyone we have spoken to isn't the one. Uh, Pan is the closest. I'd allow him He's- to take it. He steals kids. Pan doesn't. Pan doesn't want it. He steals kids. Pan also doesn't want. It. I'm aware. <laughs> for for the record, I don't want it either. You don't think oh, you can take it? Noted. Just, you noted. Yes. <laughs> just don't want. I it. didn't. I didn't expect this. <laughs> this conversation. Daedalus <laughs> with his mouth full of pretzels is like I don't want it either. <laughs> Daedalus. Oh, hey, hey, don't hog all. I those. already asked if you wanted to become a god, Daedalus. You told me no, so I was well just, aware. Just reestablish. Yes. Mullion goes, can I take it? No. I will totally worship I'll Mullion. take it. <laughs> no, Mullion, yeah. I'll, I'll only, be the man of the spring. Only a fae can take it. I, I, this is an important conversation. You guys should uh, think about it. This is an important conversation. The important part is it needs to be taken. And all of the viables don't really want it. But at least if Pan takes it, he won't be... As severely changed as the rest Pan of us. doesn't want it. Every time you bring up Pan, Evan gets uncomfortable. It's like, as I was leaving, Pan had arrived to the scene and gotten involved in a mortal war, and he was asking about you, and he didn't seem very happy. Why? Well, he had brought his people uh, into a battle that he did not understand and had no further instruction for. 
To be fair, he knows how to get a hold of me. Oh, fuck, what did I do? He what got did I do with that damn phone? Which reminds me, we still need to call them. Oh, I, I got it. <laughs> Snag the phone back and I put it back in my pocket. Hey! Contest? No. It's his. It's really not. I've it's, yeah, it's like it's party. his, but... <laughs> no, but I've learned, I've learned he'll pull a sword on me. <laughs> hey, everyone in the party now has, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like at this point, it's just easier. Um, <laughs> it skips I'm like still five shook steps. that we're that we're legit having this conversation. So, are fuck? Are we trying to figure out who's actually gonna pull this thing right now? No, no, I, we're not gonna um, do it now. It sounds like we've already figured out what we can. You think you're gonna give it to Pen, and I don't think Pen's gonna take it. I think in the end, you guys are gonna have to make a difficult choice. One of us will. Uh, well, I look down at Roy and I go. I kneel down to him and I go. Roy, the fact that you can is, well, impressive. I've never seen someone make a full transformation without actually going to Faye. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm not even really, like, aligned with anything. I mean, yeah. technically, I have winter powers, but I'm not a winter Faye. Wild card. Well, Wild card. about that. Oh? I look at him real hard, and I want to assess to see if he is Faye enough to have been a part of a court. You like so it doesn't happen often where a fae transitions, but you also know that technically you can change courts, but it's like changing who you are. You do feel that he is very much aligned with Winter, but you feel like that alignment it has more to do with Avil than him. If it came down to just him making a decision, you feel that he could probably align himself in any way he so chose. I look at him real deep and I go, mm, You kind of are a Winter Fae. Still could choose. chooses to be. Hmm. Still could choose, I guess. The I... ones Pan brings over are not ever aligned until their personalities show. Though, I will say, since meeting Roy, I feel winter in him. Since meeting Roy, even without your contributions, he's a winter. <laughs> she shrugs. Maybe in autumn. You'd look good in brown. Oh no, he looks... I was about to say that fucking same joke. I look back. I look back at Evan and go, "What do you think?" I, I, I don't know. As a once mortal, Grim, I feel like I actually had a choice at the time. I chose you because there were very. It didn't. I didn't have as much of a choice. Yeah, well, choice but, is devoid when someone saves your life. You're welcome. Yes, very. Thank you very much. But I feel like had there ever had any other Fae stepped up, unlikely as it was, I would have allied with them. I'm sure. Wouldn't blame you. It's about survival. Avil also chimes in one more thing. Of note too, typically Fae balances itself, which means that whichever one is needed will be, people will gravitate toward. If there is a, a lack of spring, he might end up spring anyway. Well, and then I go, hmm, you're right. And I look back at Roy this whole time, because I've been kneeling with my hand on his shoulder, having this weird conversation with three other people and him. <laughs> and uh, I look back at Roy and go, well, I was going to say that it's impressive that you've made such a nearly complete transformation without ever visiting Faye. But you should know that this is probably something that should be handled by us something that will change you forever and not just the way that you've been changed now it's admirable that you're willing to step up 
But if it must be done and must be taken, you don't need to do this, little former mortal. I'm almost surprised you didn't say former offering. Well, I guess you all were former offerings, but you are not an offering. And I look over at Evan real quick and I go, the same applies to you. I'll do it if, if you call me a former uh, former anything, I will slap you. I, I meant you it's not your responsibility. God, well, mm. I raised you well, didn't I? What a spunky one you are. Don't don't pat me. Don't pat me on the head. You just said we're equals. <laughs> we we are. Good work. So proud. Anyways. <laughs> Patronizing son of a bitch. I'm sorry, Lord. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> If everything here works out, and whatever it is that we end up planning to do once we get to Griffinport actually goes off without a hitch, and we save Dylan's family, and we save Griffinport, and we get the king back on the throne, and we get rid of the deuce and put him in jail, and <laughs> you can go back home, and Evan can go back with you, and Dylan can be with his family finally, and... I still have nothing after that. I don't really have anything to do after this. I don't have well, any responsibilities to be taken care of. And I feel like this might be it. Well, Roy, I think that Dylan, who I'm certain is eavesdropping, would have other things to say about that. I mean, he's uh, five feet away. Dylan. <laughs> Dylan walks over and pushes the crumbs off. (laughs) Roy, I politely, but quite firmly, disagree. Yes, I have you guys. I understand you are... I know, we're... We're family now. You are the closest thing to a brother that I have. But... Roy. What? I said that right now. I said that right now. It's not just <laughs> us. I know. I know. And Roy, you're one of the closest people in my life. And know that no matter what path you choose, I'm going to support you. I really am. I'm on your side till the very end. But you're, it's not just us. Mullion's here for you. And the whole Thieves Guild is waiting for you. They miss you. They're your family too. Goddamn right. I, and... Kendra and all these people we've met along the way they're not just here for us they're here for you too it's not just us it's not just me Grim and Bruce that are your family it's, it's a lot of people that care about you and want you, want you to be happy it's a lot of people man You're, you never ever have to be alone again if you don't want to be because we will be there the minute you need us wherever it is in the world you think my stubborn ass won't jump across three countries to come pick you up I'll put you in the burden buddy and run your ass right back to Griffinport if you get in trouble listen Roy I mean if you put me in the burden buddy then I would be running but okay I know (laughs) I'm tired sometimes (laughs) me too (laughs) me too but Listen, Roy. I was hoping we'd skip that. <laughs> I I understand. Thank you. You have boundless options in front of you. And you may now have 
what is a nearly endless life. You still have many things ahead of you. And if you truly feel as though you have no mission or goal, you can always come with us to Fay. But I'm sure you'll get summoned back an annoying amount of times. As he looks up at Dylan and then looks back at Roy and goes, I respect it. You're brave. But you don't know what you're giving up. I do. I think he does. Mm. I just don't think it's possible for him to, but I'll trust that you believe that. I think that I've learned that mortals, we might be the ones who do not possibly understand what they're giving up. Also, Roy, uh, if you do choose this and you go to Faye and everything, you can bet everything you got that I will be personally in the library figuring out all the spells I can to annoy you from whichever plane you Oh yeah, you won't be. be able to summon him if he's a mental holder. <laughs> no, that'll uh, be, ooh, that's a big I one. I won't have, I don't need to say, uh, a big one. summon him to annoy the shit out of him. Fair. <laughs> I don't know one, why you would want to continuously annoy me when I have the powers of a god, but okay. Because what? if I don't hear your voice every now and again, I think I'd get really bored. I'm sure we'll figure something out, bud. Dylan's gonna hug him. I'll return it. <laughs> I'll finally stand up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, can, can you move? We need to hug. Yeah, yeah. fine. Do you think? <laughs> Evan uh, and uh, Grim are sort of standing to the side as they hug, and do you guys? Oh, do you guys? You guys can hug. Yeah. Um. Mm. No. Avil, you want to hug? Grevin, Grevin, Grevin. You guys can hug. Avil, come here. Bring it in. Bring it in, Avil. Um. I. Bring it in. Okay. Okay. This is awkward. Come on. This is this is awkward. Yeah. I don't like it. I'm not I, a hugger. I know. It's okay. <laughs> I, it's so cold. Okay. okay. And she she gives you like that awkward ass out hug. Not really. Kind of, kind of pat you both on the shoulders. I've never really been a hugger. <laughs> you kind of just made me. But okay. Yeah, it's great. I hug yeah, everyone. That's, that's the problem with huggers, is that they think that you're just going to like it if you just hug them. And they're happy, and they think that you're happy, but you're just sort of like, uh. <laughs> sounds like sounds like you need more hugs. <laughs> God damn it. God, God, God damn You guys Dennis having this weird... Uh, Molly, Molly, Davis is like, nah. And Molly's like, I did. Molly and wait. You! Molly and... Yeah. I have something yeah, for you. I forgot. What do you got? Yeah? Bruce also left you this. Uh oh. And I hand him the soiled underwear. Could you bury what that for me, please? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, let me let me go get a shovel. We're in the air. Where do you expect to bury that? I'll figure it out. I kept it. I kept it on ice so it wouldn't smell so bad. Does it smell? It didn't smell work. Like, does it smell like tuna? Ugh. No, that's no. Perch. It's perch. How? Fuck. <laughs> On the horizon, a storm is brewing. As you guys get closer to the rift and to Griffinport, you're only a day away. And you can see what looks to be a, a serious gathering of storm clouds and thunder and rain. It looks like some sort of tropical storm has gathered over Griffinport. <laughs> Thank you.
Hey, tavern goers. Thanks again for joining us for another adventure on Torchlit Tavern. Hopefully you've been listening to us leading up to Arc 4, but if not, you can always go back to our beginning, or, if you are less inclined, I have provided a summary of the story so far at the beginning of episode 50. If you are looking for other ways to listen to us, we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Podbean, or any of your preferred podcasting services. Please continue to share, like, and most importantly rate us on whatever your preferred service may be. We have no designs on any vast empire, but the more you help, the more we can share our small, silly story with others. If you truly love our show and want to go above and beyond our dreams, you can support us on Patreon at Patreon backslash Torchlit Tavern, where we can reward you with bonus content, including blooper episodes, additional lore, or bonus episodes. If you wish to reach out to us, you can contact us directly at TorchlitTavern at gmail.com or visit our website at TorchlitTavern.com. We also can be found on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching Torchlit Tavern. You can find me, Jameson Oxford, on Twitter at Agent Beige. You can find Ryan at RyanSCBSantos on Twitter. You can find Jeff at Big underscore J underscore the Badman on Twitter. And you can find Randall on Instagram at Argo Omega. Additional music used in this episode was from Incompitech.com, used under the Creative Commons license. The songs used were Evening Fall Harp, Bittersweet, Pensive, Reawakening, New Direction, Relaxing Piano Music, Feather Waltz, and Bassa Antigua. By Kevin McLeod. Thanks again for listening, and don't forget, feck your warlock, dear. Oh, Mitch doesn't have a camera anymore. Yeah, my camera was making my computer do funny things. Yeah, oh, okay. so he's, he's, he's just fixing, he's having problems.